Hey, Jason Rogers here. And what I want to do in this video is continue the discussion from the last video that I recorded about now how to close your board of directors for your business. From a chairman to a non-executive CFO to an in-house accountant to your in-house lawyer or lawyers to your industry experts, how do you close these individuals and really finalize that process where they agree, okay, yes, I am in. I want to help you dominate in your business. I want to help you succeed. How do you really get them to say, I'm in? Yes, I say yes. How do you get that to happen? I want to share what I've been able to do as far as now I have, as of December 15th, which is today's date, I have closed the eight individuals on my board and I want to share how I did it and I want to share how you can do it as well. First of all, if you haven't seen the last video, go to the last video because I talk about how to recruit a high quality set of candidates from your for your board from scratch, right? How to recruit lots of high quality candidates. And this is huge because if you don't have a lot of high quality candidates that you're speaking with, then you're not negotiating from a place of strength. It's all about abundance and you know, on this YouTube channel, if you've been following my stuff for a while, you know that I've originally been teaching guys how to build confidence so that they can date. And one of the premier principles, one of the key principles I always talked about, and I always do talk about in my other business, my dating and coaching business, when I'm working with clients, I always tell them, hey, look, when you're talking to a lot of women, suddenly you're able to be your best self. You're more confident, you're more at ease, you're more comfortable in your own skin, because if one girl falls off, then there's no big thing, right? You have 10 other girls maybe that you're talking to. Well, it's very similar here with recruiting and then closing your board of directors. If you don't recruit enough high quality candidates, right? if you don't have three or four or five or six different options for each of the board positions you're looking to fill, then when you're talking to that person and you're on the phone and you know they're the they're the only candidate in your in your pipeline, you know it's like hey I'm I'm really hoping maybe maybe you'd like to be on the team and see that type of an energy is not going to instill confidence in a candidate and get that candidate hungry and excited to be on your team. So it really does start with the proper recruitment process. Again, I lay that out in the last video. But now I'm going to assume I'm going to assume that you've seen that video or if nothing else, you know how to recruit. All right? You know how to fill up your pipeline with high quality candidates across the board. Now, let's first discuss the board positions I've filled and board positions that Dan Pena in his QLA Quantum Leap Advantage uh, his his methodology what he recommends for a board. And by the way, this is going to be a running series now. So if you haven't heard of QLA, that's basically a methodology that Dan Pena teaches. Dan Pena is an individual who's been successful in the business world for about 50 years. You can go to other stuff to refer to him. You can do YouTube searches. I'm going to assume you know a little bit about QLA. I'm going to assume you know how to recruit. And now we're talking about closing, baby. So let's talk about how to close down the board. First of all, what positions are we closing? For me in my business, what I wanted to do and what I have done is I locked down a chairman, I locked down a non-executive CFO, I locked down an in-house accountant, I locked in two lawyers, one is an M&A lawyer, aka an acquisition transaction-based lawyer, and the other lawyer is general counsel, and then I locked in two industry experts, and I'm actually gonna bring on one more industry expert after I meet with him over lunch on, it will be the 18th or the 19th of December. I'm shooting this at the 15th, right? The next, the following Tuesday, I'm going to lock him in and then I'll have my full board. It will be nine individuals. Right now we have eight. We're already a full board, but I want to bring on one extra individual to really give our board that strength to move forward. 
Now, I'm going to go through, as opposed to just talking about theory, I'm going to go through each of, you could say, the negotiations that I've had for each of my board positions, and I'll lay out how I close down each of them. Because I have, at this point of shooting the video, I actually closed down my whole board by the, 5th, the 14th of December. And if you've been following along, I got back from the seminar, Dan Pena seminar, on the, I believe I started QLA on November 20th. So I've been able to go from nothing to my board completed in 25 days. And I believe you can do it the same, right? So if you recruit real heavy in the first week or two and you have those preliminary conversations, and one thing we talked about that we need to reiterate in this video is half of the closing job, half of the job of getting that board to say, I want in, right? Those board members to say, yes, I want in. It's that first call. That first call you have that preliminary discussion is by far the most important call you're gonna have, the most important communication you're gonna have in the entire process of building that board and recruiting that board and then solidifying and closing that board. I said that in the last video and two or three weeks later in retrospect, I completely still agree that that first call was really when you're doing the majority of the selling. And I'm not gonna go into the first call in depth on this call because I talked about that in the last video, but I will say that you better have a good business idea Right, an industry that in this case I'm consolidating an industry. So I broke down why the industry is exciting for consolidation. Right. I understood the other industry players where they were as where is where well as where they were not, and really then crafted a strategy that allowed us to take advantage of the empty spaces, the white spaces, if you will, in the specific real estate industry that I'm consolidating. Right. I broke down the margins, I talked about specific states that we'd like to consolidate in. I broke down the reasons we should consolidate in those specific states because of the laws there, because of the employment there, because of the individuals there, because of the perception of the type of real estate that I'm gonna be consolidating and purchasing, right? So what I'm saying is, is you better do your homework. You better be really excited about your business and you better know why it's a, it's a wise idea as far as you, your business, and why these board members should be interested. If they can't see why this is a slam dunk, then it's gonna be tough as hell to sell. It's gonna be tough as hell to close them down and to really get them to agree. But given all of that, let's move forward now. Let's go from one relationship down. We'll start with the chairman, right? So I had an initial conversation with the chairman, my chairman, all my different chairman candidates. I had four or five different chairman candidates. One of them stood out after week one. There were other good candidates, but only one of the candidates was great. And I knew I wanted them. And very similar to what I've been teaching on the channel and on my Peak Under Pressure website for a while is honesty and being direct works. If you come at that honesty from a place of righteousness and pride, where you feel proud and righteous and good about being honest with individuals. And so what I did with, the, uh, with my 1A chairman candidate is I pretty quickly let him know Hey, look, I just, I pretty much let him know, hey, look, at this minute, it's your job to lose. I love what you bring. I listed the reasons why, because you have deal-making experience, because you've been on the chair, you've been a chairman on, an, on another board before. I like you because you're doing an IPO right now. He's actually quite literally up in San Francisco at this very minute, wrapping up an IPO for his business, right? So he's taking a company public. That's how I want to exit someday. So the fact that he has chairman experience, a lot of deal-making experience, that he's doing an IPO right now, and the fact that he's a visionary, the chairman that I was able to lock down, my first choice chairman. And by the way, I was actually able to get my first choice for every board position, including my chair, which was something I was really happy about. But I let him know, hey, look, you're the guy I want. We have other candidates, and I let him know both sides of the coin. Hey, look, you're the guy I think I want. We have other candidates, 
So I don't want to put pressure on you, and I want you to know that no matter, no matter what you decide, we're going to move forward. We're going to be just fine. We're going to be gravy either way. But I would love you to be our chairman. That's essentially what I told him at the end of our second call. I said, for the sake of me doing my due diligence, I had one other second call I had to do with another chairman candidate. I said, let me do that other call and in the meantime, give you some time to make sure that this is right for you. Right, so take some time to think about it. Make sure you want to be a part of this. Think about if you have any other questions you may want to ask me. And I'll reach out in a couple of days. We'll set up that third call and we can see if this isn't a match. He said, great. We hung up the phone. I could tell that most likely I had my guy, but I wasn't guaranteed, right? Fast forward to a couple of days ago now when I reached out. This was last Tuesday. So I'm shooting this on a time of a Saturday. Last Tuesday, which would have been like the 10th or 11th of December, I reached out to him, or actually, excuse me, he reached out to me because he had said, hey, let me figure out what my schedule is going to be like, and most likely we'll meet up on Wednesday of the following week, and we'll schedule the meeting, and we'll lock in the chairman position, or we'll discuss it. I said, great. He reaches out to me first thing Monday morning and says, hey, Jason, because of the IPO, I'm going to be up in the Bay all week. I'm going to be up in San Francisco. I live near Los Angeles. He said, so I'm going to be out of town all week. Hopefully, we can meet up next week, and we can discuss further then. I wrote back to him. And I said, hey, look, and I didn't say, hey, look, but I said, you know, Bogdan, that's his name, Bogdan, I hope the IPO goes extremely well. I'm sure you'll knock it out of the park. Knock him dead. Now, as it relates to my business endeavors, we need to solidify our board from the chairman down by December 15th, because as I believe I talked about in the last video, and I'll certainly state it here, I told all of the candidates that we were going to have a board formed, done in the bag by the 15th of December. Now that statement gave them some confidence that I was a guy that was pushing things forward at a, at a timely level. It gave them the perception, which was also reality, but it gave them the perception that we had a lot of interest and that we were able to get a lot of interest to consolidate a great board quite quickly, that we were gonna be able to form our board in a timely manner. And this was true, we, that's why you fill up your pipeline. When you have a lot of candidates, you can say, hey look, we will be deciding by this date. And that's what I would recommend you do. It worked great for me. You know, it gives people that sense of urgency of, hey, look, I need to either shit or get off the pot. You know, you've heard the phrase. So I let Bogdan know. I said, hey, Bogdan, hope your IPO is going great. Knock it out of the park. As it relates to my business endeavor, I need to make the decision regarding my chairman before so-and-so date. And I think I gave him 48 hours because, right, if he said no, then I needed to reach out to my second choice chairman and lock him in. Or, and then if the second said no, then the third, right? So I said, hey, Bogdan, I hope it goes well. I want to let you know we need to make this decision by so-and-so date. I was hoping to formally ask you to be my chairman in person. But given that you won't be back before the 15th, I'm going to make the offer right here in this email. I would like to give you 10% free founders equity in my business and bring you on as our chairman. You're the, you're the guy I want, and I hope that you'll say yes, but I understand either way. I will need to know by, and I believe I gave him about 48 hours. I'll need to know by, I think I said Wednesday night at midnight. I believe, yeah, I emailed him Monday night and said, I'm gonna need to know by Wednesday night at midnight Pacific. Let me know if you have any questions. Best, Jason. He got back to me the next day around noon, both via text, and then I texted him because he had told me he'd given me permission to text him. And by the way, a lot of the younger guys, under 50 or 55, 
they will, if they have some interest, say, by the way, you know, they'll give you their number, of course, you know, and this happens in the second, I would say the first or second conversation. I, and in total, had three conversations with all of the candidates. And in, by the second conversation, the interested candidates where there was some mutual connection, they gave me their number, of course, because I had to call them. Uh, but then they would say, hey, by the way, you're welcome to text me. So what I did, he had given me permission on our first call, actually, to text him whenever. So when I sent him that email, because he's super busy, he's doing his IPO, right? And a lot of these guys are busy sons of bitches, right? So I text him as well, and I say, hey, look, Bogdan, just want to let you know, I sent you an important email that is time sensitive. Wishing you well, Jason, right? So sure enough, the next day by about noon, I had both an email and a text from him saying, I'm in, thanks, I can't wait to meet when I get back. We'll go forward, we're gonna be a success, right? Perfect, so now I have my chairman. It was my first choice chairman. I actually locked him up through the written word, you know, writing on, you know, writing on my phone an email to him. So then I think, okay, great. Now that I have my chairman, and what I had done also with all the other candidates, I said, hey, look, I'm not gonna be, making any formal invitations to any of the other board positions until we lock in our chairman. And this is something Dan Pena teaches and I believe in it because as Dan Pena puts it, it's the anchor chairman idea or the anchor tenant idea in real estate, which I happen to be in the real estate industry now. But the anchor tenant is basically wherein if you're a commercial real estate developer, you have the what, Best Buy or you have the, the Vons or you have the big movie theater or you have that big tenant and then once you have that big tenant, other businesses want to rent out the smaller offices because they know that anchor tenant is going to drive a lot of traffic to the to the the real estate, to the commercial real estate area, right to the to the pavilion or whatever you want to call it, to that plaza, and then that's going to bring in traffic, and then the subway comes in, and the Del Taco comes in, or the the shoe store comes in, what have you, right? So same thing with building a board. When you get that anchor chairman, and I saw this firsthand now, when you get that chairman that's high quality, the other board positions are a lot easier to solidify. But I didn't wait to get an anchor chairman to have other interested candidates. As I talked about in the recruiting your board from scratch video, the last video, I was reaching out to tons of accountants, tons of lawyers, tons of industry experts, tons of individuals with CFO experience, all this different stuff, right? So I already had three, four, five different individuals I was speaking with who were qualified for each of the positions. So at that point, I just start going to, I, I literally at that point wrote him an email and said, we've solidified our chairman. Uh, we, the subject of all the emails I sent out to the first choice candidates I had was, I believe, I've so, we've solidified our chairman plus my schedule has opened up. That was the subject I used. And then I wrote, I basically said, hey, look, I'm really excited to announce that we've confirmed our chairman. His name is Bogdan and I'll save his last name, but his name is, I can't even say his last name. He's from... Uh, Romania, so he has a Romanian last name. So I, at this minute, really can't say his last name. But we've committed to our chairman. His name is Bogdan, you know, Mr. Romania. He, I'm really excited about the chairman. He, he has deal making experience. He's been a chairman before, and he's currently in the middle of an IPO, which means he has IPO experience, which I love because we may be taking our company someday public. I said he's also an individual with a lot of enthusiasm. He's a great guy, and he's a natural leader. We're really excited to have Bogdan on board. And with that, we are now inviting our other, we are now formally inviting other individuals to join our board. And I would like to discuss offering you a board position. Let me know when you are free. And I let them know in the email. My schedule now has opened up. Now that I've locked in the, the chairman, my main and really only priority this week, 
and I wrote it a little different, right? I'm, I'm verbalizing what the email essentially said, but right, I basically said, now that I've locked in the chairman, my schedule's opened up this week, but the deadline's the 15th. So between now and the 15th, I am free. Just let me know when you're available and I'll call you and we can discuss this. So what I basically let him know is, hey, look, I've got my chairman. My only task this week is to get the rest of the board confirmed, but the deadline is the 15th. So let me know between now and the 15th when you're free, just let me know the time and date. And I basically said, I'm free from 7 a.m. Pacific to 8 p.m. Pacific. So basically all day, you just tell me a time you want to talk and uh, we'll schedule a phone call and we'll make it happen, right? So this works. I start getting you know emails back from my first choice candidates, basically all of them. In fact, I, as I believe I noted already, I've been able to get all of my first choice individuals on my board. And as long as the lunch on Tuesday goes well, I'll go nine for nine. We're currently eight for eight. And the only reason the nine for nine didn't work or hasn't officially, he gave me the verbal, but he didn't give me the hard verbal with the handshake. He's in LA. He was busy this week. He said, yeah, I'm, I'm in, but let, let's just meet for lunch and we'll, we'll solidify it there. I said, deal. But anyways, I send out these emails. I start getting people saying back, yes, great. How does Wednesday at 5 p.m. work? Great, how does Thursday at 2 p.m. work? Or great, how does Friday at 8, 8 a.m. work? And I say, it works great. You know, again, my priority is, I'm thinking to myself, my priority is simply to lock these things down. And then at this point, what happened, and by the way, let me back up. I gave the chairman 10% free founders equity. I don't know if I mentioned that, but I'm gonna talk about the equity positions that I gave individuals because you are giving, this is the old Dan Pena 1993 clip if you watch his old stuff, where he has a scene, he's, he's in a seminar. And he says, give, 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 give. He says, too many entrepreneurs never get their ideas off the ground because they don't give enough equity or enough piece of the pie in their business. And they don't turn the other individuals they're recruiting for their team into entrepreneurs, right? When you give away a part of your business, a part of the equity of your business, what you're essentially doing is you're getting everybody to care, right? If I give you 10% of my business, you're gonna wanna have it succeed, obviously, because... The more valuation the company that I own creates, if you own 10% of it, then that 10% that you own becomes more valuable. So you get it. Generally, I gave 2% with a couple of individuals getting 3%, the CFO getting 4%, and then our chairman getting 10 But, you know, it's just a real straightforward thing of, hey, look, this is where we're going. I'm super confident we're going to have a huge success. And one thing I made real clear to him is I said, hey, look, that 2% or depending on the conversation, right? That 2% or that 3% equity that I'm giving you, let's be real frank. That's 2% of nothing right now, right? And what you're doing when you say this is you're in, in, in sales or persuasion, you always bring up the elephant in the room. It's a very powerful thing to do. Always bring up the elephant in the room and then you, you attack it, right? Because people always have doubts. What you wanna do is bring up the doubts before they do. You want to bring up their concerns, their, their uncertainties, their, their points of discomfort and, and address them ahead of time, right? So with each of the individuals, I say, hey, look, I'd like to offer you 2%, but before, before you agree to say yes or no, let me say something real quick. And I'd say, hey, look, and this is over the phone. I closed all these guys over the phone, by the way, and I think Dan Pena recommends you meet him in person. I closed everyone up over the phone, right? Which proves like, you can do this. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you can close somebody up on the phone, you can definitely close them up in person. But I let them know. And this is, I would say something like this. Look, the 2% that you have right now, if you decide to agree and, and come on board, you have 2% of nothing. 
And trust me when I say, that is motivation like you wouldn't believe for me to find a ton of deals and a ton of financing to make those deals happen. I said, it is my goal to make that 2% have a lot of zeros behind it. Turn that 2% from zero in valuation to 20 million in valuation, which by the way, I wanna build a billion dollar company. So I intend to turn that 2% into $20 million in valuation. And I'm gonna do it or I'm gonna die trying. I'm gonna do it or I'm gonna die trying. And I say, and I got a lot of energy in me. I'm 27 years old, right? So I have a lot of energy and a lot of time left before I go anywhere. So we have a lot of time to make this happen. I let him know, I don't wanna have to take 50 years to turn this into a billion dollar company. I believe with your expertise, along with the expertise of each of the board members we've already recruited, as well as the individuals who are most likely to confirm here in the next day or two, that we will undoubtedly not only hit our goal of creating a billion dollar company, but I believe someday we can exceed it. But again, right now, you have 2% of nothing. And I wanna be straightforward in saying I know that and it is my job to change that as soon as ethically, legally, and morally possible. With that said, I'd love to give you 2% in this company. I know you can help us and it's yours to lose. And they would agree. Yes, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And there you go. That's essentially how I closed them up. I was grateful, as I told each of the candidates, that I was able to get my first choice candidate for each of the positions I've closed up so far. I'm eight for eight, and I'm really 8.9 out of 8.9, and that it's really about a 95% chance that the last individual I want to close up on that lunch on Tuesday, it's really just a handshake thing, unless if my hands are super sweaty, which I don't get sweaty hands, right? Or unless if I uh, accidentally forget to zip up my zipper and my, my dong flies out, right? Unless if I'm a fool, I'll close them up on Tuesday, which means I'm grateful to say I will have gone nine for nine as far as getting my first choice on for the board. And what I can share now is what I'm gonna do next. This is QLA 101. Now I need to get my accountants, then my lawyers, my outbound or my external accountants, my external lawyers. And what you do is you use your executive summary which basically lists, lists the, the accolades of each of the individuals on your board. That's how you, you use, in a sense, their success to help you keep getting success. It's right, success begets success. It's the same way where once you get that anchor chairman, as you've heard from my story, once I got the anchor chairman, it was easier to get the CFO, my first choice CFO. It was easier than for me to get my first choice lawyers, my first choice accountant, my first choice industry experts, right? And so it's the same thing in that now that I have a full board built, I then share, hey, look, nice to meet you. I'm Jason Rogers. This is what we're doing. This is my team behind me. And then you have your executive summary, right? Where it's Bogdan, our chairman, da, 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 all of his accomplishments. Moises, our CFO, all of his accomplishments, right? You know, Chris, our, our M&A lawyer, all of his accomplishments. Patricia, our general counsel lawyer, all of her accomplishments, right? Michael, our real estate expert, all of his accomplishments. Raton, his, you know, his background, the fact that he's done all these real estate deals, all of his accomplishments, right? Your accountant, Mark West, you know, I won't say his last name, but Mark, uh, I almost said his last name, you know, 35 years at, at a big four E&Y, right? All of his accomplishments. And so what that does is it gives you credibility. But most importantly, it allows you to look at deals in an intelligent way and ensure that you have experts that really ensure you're making the right decisions at every step. And this is the thing. In, in the Dan Pena QLA model, you're not selling yourself. I'm already seeing this. You're selling your team. You're selling your team. 
And even before you have a team, you're selling that the business is based not on yourself, but on the team. And so what you're essentially selling from the very beginning is when you're talking to your board members is, look, we're going to win because I have a ton of energy and a ton of passion and I found a really exciting industry, right? We're going to win for all the things I bring to the table as well as the fact that we're in the right industry at the right place at the right time, but we're only going to be able to fulfill our ambitions because we're building a elite team behind myself, a board to make sure we succeed. You, you, you sell that we won't be going after money or deals until we build our elite team. And I believe I shared in the last video the, the third base metaphor. You can check out the last video for that. It worked great for getting that initial interest. But you're essentially selling, hey, look, whereas everybody else runs for the money, runs for the deals, they're, they're excited, they want to do deals. No, we're different. We're intelligent. We're building wise counsel, a real strong team with a diverse set of backgrounds so that when we actually get the money, we actually get capital and we actually are looking at deals, we have the right team to assess the risks as well as the opportunities correctly through a clear lens. You know, and so what that does when you're talking to these, these board candidates is it's like, damn. And by the way, you stroke their ego too. You say, I couldn't do it without you, which is true. Could, you, could I fulfill my ambitions without lawyers and accountants and a CFO and a chairman? No. Or industry experts? No. You know, I would tell them. I told people throughout the conversations, I don't have legal experience. I don't have financial experience. I didn't go to a B school. I've never done a real estate deal, right? I don't have the technical expertise to do this alone. That's why I'm reaching out to you. Because without you or without somebody like yourself with the expertise and the skill set and the experience that you have, we cannot succeed. And when you say that, one, they realize, damn, this kid's smart. He knows he's not that. It's almost this kid's smart because he knows he's not smart, or at least He's smart because he knows he's not experienced. That's probably the better terminology. He is smart because he knows he's not experienced. You see what I'm saying? They respect that. And then you say, I need somebody with your level of expertise and experience to succeed. I can't do it without that level of expertise. Now you're stroking the ego. You're saying, hey, look, the fact that you've been a partner at so-and-so firm for all these years, you've done all these deals, you've done billions of dollars in deals, you've done this, you've done that. That's exactly what we need. That's what I don't have. And that's why I'm reaching out to you. So you make people feel special, you pump up their ego, but you also, you have a ton of confidence. And it's, hey look, with due respect, we will win because of this, 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 and that. Right, I'm gonna win or I'm gonna die trying. And I'm a young man, right? If you're a young guy, that's how you reverse. Maybe if you're a younger guy, you use, hey look, I'm a young guy. I'm 27, I have a lot of life left in me, man. I have a lot of energy. I'm excited to make 300 calls a day. I'm excited to do 500 bank presentations. I'm excited to work nonstop. And you could say, as I've told the other candidates I'm talking to, we're gonna succeed or we're gonna die trying. I'm gonna die trying. I'm not asking you to die for me. I'm not asking, and you tell the board member too, right? So for example, also, here's another thing. They'll ask, uh, well, what are you looking at of your board? Right, you let them know, hey, look, I'm not looking for you to be rolling up your sleeves, doing a lot of work. I'm certainly not looking for your money. I'm simply looking for your expertise. I'm simply looking for your wise counsel so that you can help me make great decisions as I scale up this business. Once we make some acquisitions, then we'll be hiring on our accountants, our lawyers, our CFO, all these executive positions. 
And they'll do the roll up your sleeves work. So we're never looking for you, Mr. Candidate for my board, to be rolling up your sleeves. I simply need you to advise me on key areas to where I lack the expertise needed to succeed. And they love that, man, because they're not being asked to do a lot, but they're feeling valued, right? They, they get the perk of feeling valuable without the pain of having to do all the work that they probably are stoked to not have to be doing anymore if they're retired, right? Or for individuals who are currently working, they don't want to have to have a second job. They just want to get paid two times. You see what I'm saying? They just want to get paid twice without doing twice the work. So it's an easy slam dunk. Getting your board's not that hard. I'll leave you on that note. Like if you've watched these two videos I've made for you, it's about an hour's worth of content simply on how to get a board. Dude, put into play what I'm laying out here and you will succeed. You know, I've gone from soup to nuts on building a board in three weeks. And if I had to do it again, I could probably do it in two. You know, and to be completely candid, I talked about this, I believe on the last video I shot, I probably could have locked down my board in a week. I think after that first call, if I called him up and said, hey, look, you know what? I had told you I was going to do three calls and go through the whole process, but I can tell you're my guy. Are you in or are you out? If you have any questions, let, let's talk about them. But I want to turn, you know, the 3% equity I want to give you right now, I want to turn that into 30 million bucks. What do you say? You want to be in or you want to be out? I think I would have closed them right then and there.